cutting edge guests, awesome uncensored jaw-dropping information, plus funny memes, good deeds, and loads of laughter. Kind of have it all. Ladies and gentlemen, if your soul's awake, then welcome, because you're in the right place. If you're looking for groundbreaking nutritional products that revolutionize the way your body operates, you have to check out this cutting edge nutrition brand, Root. The Trinity Pack Plus is a game changer. Let me show you. Zero In is the world's first quantumceutical, an all-natural adaptogenic nootropic that skyrockets clarity and creativity. Restore is a supplement that completely restores your gut health and optimizes your true brain. And last but not least, Clean Slate sweeps out heavy metals, including graphene oxide, gently evacuating toxins from the body to increase performance, longevity, and quality of life. Register now at therootsbrand.com soul to get your Trinity Pack Plus. And to learn more about the Sovereign Soul Show's mission to save 100 million children. And how to get rewarded for being a part of the Root community. See you there. Well, Divine Lions and Lionesses, welcome back to the Sovereign Soul Show. For those just joining for the first time ever, we stand for love, levity, and liberty, because after all, love is the most powerful force in the universe. I've been a Reiki master nearly a decade, and I can attest to that fact. So has Robert K. Jr. said, we got to go with love, right? And levity. We got to have some levity because laughter is the best medicine. Grew up on Reader's Digest. They said it. And hopefully they're still awake, not woke. Who knows? But here we are talking about liberty. And one of those men who stands up in Canada and has also been blessed by Q in the Q Alerts, Q Drops, who has received a personal thank you letter from the Commander-in-Chief, President Donald J. Trump is here with us today for part two of a segment we are doing. And this is Norman Vincent Traversy, a former firefighter. Once you fight fire and you eat fire, you always do it because you're here to serve the people, take an oath to save the children, as well as anybody who harm may come to them. In addition to that, what we did not get into in the first show on purpose was about Trudeau and the case that Norman has against him and a lot of other amazing things we did not get into, though, the incredible ingenuity of this man and how he has bought the car. I can barely I can't say this without smiling. Norman has bought the copyrights to such things as the Canadian Firearms Act and the Charter and the Quarantine Act as well as 21 of them. We're going to show those to you here as we go through it and why also this is so powerful. It's like the ultimate red pill laughter moment back on the cabal. And I feel, Norman, that people, as they watch this broadcast, or listen to this broadcast, a podcast rather, they are going to have a good chuckle. Now, if you're joining us for the first time and you have not yet watched the show that we have done about Norman and the incredible monumental effort he put forward to sue Trudeau, not only once, but twice, and for crimes against humanity, for treason, and for money laundering and human trafficking and child trafficking, 
You've got to go back and watch that right after this. I mean, the Canadian government, remember government, Latin term, governus mentis, which directly translates in English to control minds, governus mentis. They're so scared of him, they locked him out of the courthouse unlawfully and illegally, of course. He served the RCMP charges against the RCMP, literally serving the people that need to investigate themselves. And they backed away with it from it, like guns on their hip, as if he was laying down a nuclear bomb at their feet. So this is a man whom the deep state fears. And he's sitting here with us again for about 45 minutes to share with you his story, how he became the lawful owner of these copyrights, what it means, and also a potent message for the masses worldwide as they bring back the convid mask mandates, the convid bioweapon and technological weapon vaccine jabs upon society where they wanna lock you down and have you in concentration camps eating crispy crickets. Norman, welcome back to the show. It's a frigging honor to have you here, sir. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Awesome. Well, let, let's let's talk about a little bit about the court cases and your ingenuity as to why you found a way to buy the copyright, not just to one, to 21, what those are and the the meaning that it has, especially in particular for Canadians at this moment in time in Earth's history. Okay. Um, first, I'd like to quote Edmund Burke, who wrote around uh, 1780 or so, the only thing necessary for evil to prosper is for good men to do nothing. Yep. And, you know, if people think, well, who am I? I'm just one person. Well, I'm just a, you know, a broken down firefighter, injured firefighter. And, but I'm going out with a bang. I'm, <laughs> I'm not tolerating this stuff. And I found innovative ways to deal with it. So you can protest or you can cause trouble. And I do both. So, uh, you know, these people have to know there will be consequences. Uh, in regards to uh, copywriting these laws, about five years ago, I read about this publishing company called P.K. Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T, P.K. Knight Publishing, and they were based out of uh, Alberta, Edmonton, I believe, and it was a, at least a 50-year-old company, and it was run by uh, Mr. Knight, whose father had started it, and they published handbooks. And they were handbooks for tradesmen. So if you were a plumber or an electrician, you'd pay 26 bucks for one of these books. And it would have the Canadian Standards Association, CSA regulations on how to fix plumbing or electric, you know, uh, do electrics. And it would have the regulation and then how to do the job properly in accordance with this regulation. And these regulations were federal laws because they applied all across Canada. Well, Gordon Knight was contacted by the CSA, and they said, you've got to pay us for reprinting those uh, regulations, because they're copyrighted. And he said, no, you can't copyright federal law. Those are federal laws. They belong to all the people. And it went to court, and after two years and a million dollars, 
P.K. Knight lost in federal court. And then it went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court allowed the judgment, the ruling, to stand. And the dissenting judges wrote that this could, however, lead to unintended negative consequences. And I read that, and I thought, okay, I'm an unintended negative consequence. <laughs> and if if CSA can own their regulations, I can own a, a law, too. So I went online uh, one evening, and I was looking for something that had gone, uh, had passed uh, passed through Parliament and, and the Senate and got royal assent, but had not yet gone to the Queen's printer, which is where they become copyrighted at the Queen's printer. And I found C-71, Bill C-71. And I did an ownership search on the Canadian government website, the intellectual property website. Okay, there you go. And uh, it said no owner. So it, the government of Canada is saying that Bill C-71 has no owner. And uh, then because they had no owner, I registered it with me as the owner, and it accepted that and wanted my uh, my uh, Visa card, the number, and I put that in there, $50, and I registered myself as the owner of Bill C-71, and I got a receipt. And by this time, it's about 2 o'clock in the morning because I had to register myself uh, with an account with the Government of Canada as a business or whatever, and, you know, went through all the hoops. So about 2 o'clock in the morning, I finally get the receipt for Bill C-71. I went to bed, and I thought, okay, they're going to go in in the morning. They're going to see what's happened. I'll get my money back and uh, maybe a visit from the cops. No. About two weeks later, in the mail, I got a certificate of ownership, which you just put up there, and uh, it had a serial number. A registration number I am now the lawful owner of bill c71 and I, is that it okay and what it is yes it's up here for any fact checkers as we discuss go ahead okay well then I looked I thought I wonder what it is that I bought and bill c71 is the firearms act <laughs> so the government of Canada sold me the firearms act Amazing. Well, I thought this is this is too good to be true. So I started, I bought the Quarantine Act. Uh, I bought the Reopening Ontario Act. Um, then I ended up buying the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms and the Canadian Bill of Rights. There it is. You get a bigger view? Incredible. Copyright. Yeah. So... I talked to a copyright lawyer about this. I went to lunch with her. And when she finished laughing, she said, no one has ever done this before. It's a first. And <laughs> I called I called Gordon Knight with PK Knight Publishing. And he said, you're a sublime genius. <laughs> so you know what Gordon Knight did? He went down, he moved his whole publishing operation down to the States. And he copyrighted all the CSA regulations in the States because they had neglected to do that in the States. So now he owns all the 
the Canadian Standards Association regulations down in the States, and he's back in business. So, uh, yeah, now what this copyright lawyer told me was that, yes, when they pass a law, they do own the copyright. It's automatic. They own the copyright to that law. But what they did was they sold it to me. They didn't have to sell it to me. And she said the website where I bought it is unmanned. It's just a robot. So this robot did a search. It yeah. said no owner. And then it sold it to me. So the government of Canada did own the copyright on those bills, but they sold them to me. End of story. So now the ball's in their court. And I have taken the Attorney General of Ontario to the Indigenous Tribunal, which is a, a legal entity. It's a, a legal, recognized, internationally tribunal. And I charged the Attorney General with copyright infringement for using Bill C-71, which is my property. And I sent them the link, and I sent them a copy of the Certificate of Ownership. They ignored that. I sent them then a, a final notice, and I gave them 10 business days to respond, or if they remained in, continued to infringe on my copyright, it was $200,000 a day for infringement. Well, they ignored that. And the tribunal then had a, a, a hearing. They were, the government, the attorney general was invited to testify and give their evidence. They ignored that tribunal, which is illegal. So they defaulted and they got, I got a default judgment of $818,000 against the attorney general of Ontario and a crown attorney. So the next step is to, uh, first, we're going to put personal liens on their homes for $818,000. So the Attorney General's got a house, I'm sure, and we'll put a lien on it. And <laughs> I'm lawfully owed that money. He's going to have a lien. It's going to wreck his credit rating. And then we're also going to the insurance company that holds the bond on their law licenses. And that insurance company, once they're informed that these they've defaulted on $818,000, will suspend their law licenses until I'm dealt with. So now they've got to deal with insurance company and a lien. So I knew, I knew they'd ignore me, and I knew they wouldn't pay me. So... Let's cause trouble. Uh, first of all, brilliance. Love it. Using the their same game back at them. As Commander-in-Chief Trump has said, we're playing 5D chess. This is definitely one of those Trump all chess moves, which you're absolutely born for this. I love it. And secondly, what's really key for people to understand is where do we go from here? Like some of the acts, and I'm going to bring up the other website. Some of those acts are the COVID-19 Act and the Quarantine Act. So now you're serving them and they can lose their law license for collecting monies and infringing on your copyright. I know some people are like still bewildered to hear this. A, what would happen? They pay you. B, 
you know what? Let's put this first as a priority. Let's explain what the the Alliance of Indigenous Nations is and why they can form a tribunal and it's actually lawful. Let's start there, Norman. Share with people why, who they are, and why that, because this is brand new for most of even the truther community, as they like to call themselves, and, and how people could maybe get involved too worldwide, because they're signing an international peace treaty amongst tribes around the world to return to sovereignty and God. And um, and this is where you had to take it because the courts in Canada would not hear your plea. They'd lock me out. They locked you out, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've got no choice if I'm arrested and thrown out of the courthouse and then locked out on another occasion where they held the trial behind a locked door and I couldn't present my evidence. So what other option did I have but to go to the Alliance of Indigenous Nations? Now, this group is uh, around 150 sovereign tribes, nations around the world. Aborigines in Australia, uh, Maori in New Zealand. We've even got the Sami people, the Laplanders in northern Russia and uh and uh, uh, Norway and Sweden, and uh, they, they're all in it. We have groups on every continent. There, there it is, in, uh, Alliance of Indigenous Nations. Now, they, none of them have signed treaties with the Crown or the American government or the French or Spanish government. They have never ceded their land. They are sovereign nations, and they have been recognized by the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People and by Bill C-15, which is the Canadian bill, which also recognizes their sovereignty and their culture and their legal system. So they have signed treaties with each other, but not with the Crown or the U.S. And they uh, meet every second Thursday, and I have uh, talked to them. Uh, I took my case to them, and they accepted it, and they had a legally binding ruling. So now, for the Attorney General of Ontario to ignore this is to ignore a legally binding uh, ruling from basically another nation. It would be like uh, if I won a case in France, then the Canadian government ha- would have to uphold that. Mm-hmm. So they're they're backed into a corner. So powerful, and so this this ruling will have to also be recognized by the insurance company, of which they hold their yes. license under the bar, and the bar is the British Accreditation Registry, with its headquarters in the city of London. That's correct. Hmm. Powerful. And what are your plans just under the Firearms Act before we move to COVID-19, Quarantine Act, and all these other incredible copyrights you own, Norman? What are your plans with the Firearms Act for Canadians outside the province of Ontario? Well, uh, I haven't really thought about that yet. But here's something, another, uh, I guess, twist in this thing is that uh, George Lucas made Star Wars. And he then, he owned the copyright, owns the copyright on Star Wars. And he changed 
Star Wars three or four times. He changed the way the Death Star explodes. In the first movie, uh, in the bar scene, Han Solo shoots first. After that, Han Solo shoots second. Uh, he made these changes to his original work because he could, because he owned the copyright. Yeah. Now, what is to stop me from changing the Firearms Act? Uh, you know, if I conned you, I conned you into selling me a Rolls Royce for 50 bucks, okay? And you sold it to me. It's mine. You can't come back and say, hey, wait a minute, that's worth way more than 50 bucks. I'm sorry, buddy, you sold it for 50 bucks. Now, if I take that Rolls Royce and I'm going to paint it pink, you can't say, hey, I sold you a black Rolls Royce. You got to keep it black. Sorry, I want to paint it pink. Your property. So, uh, yeah. So what if I change the Firearms Act? What's to stop me? I own it. Well, I'm going to take everybody to the website right now so they don't believe that these are PDFs or Photoshop for any of those fact checkers, which are paid as exposed now by Big Pharma, including Johnson & Johnson on Facebook. So now full exposed come to light in lawsuits in discovery. This is the Government of Canada copyright database. And if anybody goes to the government of Canada, the copyright database, or just plugs into Google, Norman Traversy, just as two names, a first and last name. Here it is spelled right here for you. It's also on the title for the show as well. There are 20 registrations of copyright ownership for Norman right here. And all the bills that are tied to it. So what we're just showing you the, the copies, the electronic copy, the hard copy that has been scanned, you know, for the COVID-19, the Quarantine Act, for the Firearms Act, it's all still here on the website, even today. So people can take a look at this, and especially, I'm sure, Canadians, rejoice. And here it is, copyright owner of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, result number 11, on the second page out of 20. Powerful. Oh, and Bill C-11, the Act to Amend the Broadcasting Act, which for many Canadians require, all of us, I would say, require you to use a VPN in order to get on things like Truth Social in the United States, even if you've already registered an account, or go connect with people outside of the territory of the Crown Corporation of Canada. Once again, registered in the District of Columbia in 1861 by Queen Victoria. This is amazing. You can't make this up. Right. So everybody is becoming aware, I would say, Norman, that the countries, as we've just covered off, the Alliance of Indigenous Nations, put together by, you mentioned earlier, the, the quote from Edmund about what it takes for evil to be proliferate and to win is for good men to do nothing. And one of those good men is John Cipolla who helped organize and form the Alliance of Indigenous Nations and bring together the sovereign nations who are not overseen by an NGO. And an NGO, I actually had explained this last week to somebody very close to me, is a non-governmental organization which exists, as Dr. Jan Halper red-pilled everybody on major news, GB News actually, last week, is a corporation. And as she said, 
to the British news agency, GB News, and all its viewers, the United States of America Corporation, again brought in 1871 Act, oversaw and vanquished the Republic of America, which was created. And that's, again, why we can say, and Ricardo Bosi has been saying it since the pandemic, as he has contested elections five times running at the complete federal level and also at the state level in Australia, he has said the Australian Crown Corporation is traded on the stocks and exchange uh, commission on the New York Stock Exchange. So everybody who has a birth certificate, it's also registered in the Vatican Library, and you are traded like a corporate bond because you actually are. And people, especially in the States, can look it up. And I just had one of those late divine ladies I was with, as you know, Norman, with Indigenous Roots, who three days ago said, yes, I looked it up. I've been traded on my social security number in the United States 161,000 times in my 70 years of life incarnated in America. 161,000 trades of her on the stock exchange. Incredible. I'm curious. It is. I'm curious where you see things going from here with the lockdowns and the mandates. And then let's talk about the quarantine act and the COVID-19 act and the ownership of the charters of rights and freedoms, the copyright and the infringement upon it that you see. I would imagine there would be people banging down your door, both from a sovereign standpoint and from a legal standpoint to just take it right back to them and beat them at their own game. Yeah, um, I also own the Bill of Rights, which preceded the Charter of Rights. And the Bill of Rights, the Charter of Rights is a, a piece of garbage. It's got a notwithstanding clause in it that, oh, uh, we can take away your rights if it's going to benefit another group. That's basically what it says. The Bill of Rights, uh, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms grants you rights. The Bill of Rights acknowledges your God-given rights. So the Bill of Rights states that you, you were born with these rights. We're not giving them to you. We just acknowledge that you have them. Unalienable. Whereas, yes, it, that's exactly right. So uh, they sold me that too. <laughs> so you better be nice because I might decide to take away your rights. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I was approached by a couple of clan mothers, uh, one of them a Dene clan mother, and they said that they were doing a tobacco ceremony for me on the shores of Great Slave Lake every evening. Oh, and they ended up they ended up flying out to Ottawa mm -hmm. and they went on Parliament Hill in their buckskins, yep. beautiful beadwork and uh, just gorgeous. I'll send you a picture of me with them. Oh, well, it's in the video. You, you saw it in the video. Awesome. Right. And uh, anyhow, the clan mothers, they, they were staying at this famous hotel where we ran the convoy. And this is before the convoy. And they said, we heard that you bought some laws. Can you help us buy some laws? I said, yeah, get your visa card out and let's do it. So they were laughing so hard. They, they, they were tears running down their cheeks. They're laughing away. You know what they did? They bought the Indian Act. Wow. They own the, so the Indian Act is hanging on a clan mother's <laughs> living room wall. 
and they bought the Indian Métis Land Ownership Act, and oh, this one's going to Cousin Drake here, and this one's going to so-and-so. They're giving them away as gifts. It's just a hoot, you know, that they, I showed them how to do it, and uh, anyone can pick a law that I don't already own, and uh, anyone can buy one. Love it. They've got a stupid, broken system, and uh, artificial intelligence is selling us these laws. So good. It's so good. And, you know, I, I spent time up in Kujuak and Nunavut and went out with um, uh, fishing and all the way up to some of those indigenous communities a number of years back in uh, the Arctic summer. It's beautiful. And spent time with uh, the gentleman who took us out, who is the guide and spent time living in his home up in Kujuak, was the grandson of the first, they, you know, the Crown Corporation calls them Eskimo, they're Inuit folks, um, the first registered Inuit in Canada under the Crown Corporation, you know, and got to hear some of the history that has went through. Not that we need to go up there to travel to hear the history because it's right in front of our eyes. I've had Hoka Wichasha and he'll be coming back on the show again from Lakota Horse Nation, who is uh, the one of the last survivors of the very last residential school in the United States, right? And they are mm. the Horse Nation, the Lakota Nation. Their their land transits both borders of the Crown Corporation of Canada and the USA Corporation, and they can go freely because they are a sovereign nation under God's law and unalienable rights. And they've held to that, which is amazing. Yet they still get persecuted. They still have FBI. They still have sheriffs and deputies. They still have Minnesota, you know, state troopers and police that try to push them back, right? There's still that war that's going on against everything, spiritual war, biblical information, kinetic war, you name it lawfare is well and economic and from a lawfare standpoint you just shared with us on the firearms act and what you're doing and have already brought forward through the ain network and the tribunals and thank you all for for hearing that and putting that forward what what are next steps for you between now and september 20 you know in the million march in ottawa to the billion march worldwide on that same day what are some steps that you have setting up now norman to just continue to be that bug in their seat to bring down the system upon them and return us to sovereignty and God. Can you share? Uh, yeah. Uh, first, we've got to deal with this uh, Firearms Act and uh, the Attorney General of Ontario will take whatever steps are necessary to take. And literally, they're hoist by their own petard. Then I'm going after the International Association of Firefighters, my ex-union, and the city of Mississauga, and I'm going to put a lien on the fire chief's house and the head of the union as well. And I'm going to do that because what they did to me was totally disgusting uh, on every level. And uh, they will have to pay for what they've done. And that's uh, kind of that's kind of a personal thing. But I'm also doing that on behalf of all the injured workers that have been shafted over the years. <laughs> I I was uh, I lived in the town of Erin, Ontario, a beautiful little town, and uh, we had a fall we have a fall fair every year. And I was at the fair and this woman came up to me and tugged on my jacket and she said, "Are you Norman Traversy?" 
I said, yes. And she said, my husband would like to talk to you. I said, okay. And she took me over to this little guy kind of curled up in a wheelchair, electric wheelchair. And, And he says, hey, Norm, how's it going? And I looked at him and I said, Al, is that Al? He says, yeah, it's Al. And, and he's, he, he, he was a broken man. He, Al was a great big redheaded Dutchman firefighter and big, strong firefighter. And he says, I, I'm full of cancer. They won't do a thing for me. No one will help me. I've lost everything. He says, he says, I'm, I'm not long for this world. And he pointed at me and he said, you get those bastards. So I'm on a mission from Al. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, well, whatever we can do to support it. I mean, you know, I look back now, I volunteered to sign up uh, for the military and the army and become a grenade thrower and or, and a carry the gun because I watched genocides happening overseas and based on my family's lineage and how they got to Canada, which was a beacon of freedom. Same for Arthur and his brother, Dave Pavlowski, a beacon of freedom. And to turn around and see as well, being a MNR fire ranger up in Sault Ste. Marie, part of that IAFF, International Association of Firefighters Union, it was a requirement, right? You're under... WSIB yeah. and IAFF, as soon as you do it, right? I passed the fireman's test. You had to be a fire ranger, hop out of helicopters into wildfires, water bombers flying overhead. Best job I've had in my life. It was so much fun. It was a blast. Loved it. But look back and to see the tyranny perpetrated on law enforcement, the good law enforcement, the good first responders, the good military who have jumped into the roles so they would put their life on the line to save another. Full stop. That's me. That's you. That's a lot of our brothers and sisters who are still here and also gone before us. And we need to take it back to them. And there's no amnesty. Now, this also includes, as I had Leighton Gray on the show last week as part of the lawfare of the first class action suit being successfully filed in Canada, federally, anybody can join for free whether you are unjabbed or jabbed, which have vaccine injuries, and you have been persecuted as an unjabbed, waving my hand here, and prosecuted as an unjabbed in Canada. So all of this is coming to the surface, which is wonderful. And that's why they're gonna fight tooth and nail, like a rabid dog backed into a corner to try to take out everybody, because this is the end time agenda. This is, and Norman, I don't know if you've seen this, but often on the show, you know, I'll share a meme, which kind of highlights part of a topic. And this was just sent to me yesterday, the Guns N' Roses anthem, but with the meme, take me down to the 15 minute sea where the jabs are free and the crickets are crispy, right? And with that dark humor levity, this is where they're going. They're burning us out right now. In the shoe swap and a Soyuz, they're literally using directed energy weapons and the Gestapo version of the RCMP, still bad officers in uniform, and they are blocking people from leaving. We have just saw that happen on August 8th, 8-8, Lionsgate portal, they like the numbers too, in Maui with the laser weapons and the directed energy weapons and the fires. And it's been verified that the US Marines had to go in 
and take out over a thousand FEMA agents dressed up as false National Guard who were murdering men, women, and children who were using, this is not even three weeks has gone by, folks, who were using gas torches, flamethrowers on men, women, and children. And these are the people who have survived after being microwaved at three and a half thousand degrees. Now you're talking to two firefighters. You're talking to a former urban firefighter who has also received an award in 2003, right here, still on the Governor of General of Canada's website, Norman Traversy, the Fire Services Exemplary Service Medal, recognized at a federal level. And I was also standing there at 9-11 when I was working at West 57th and Broadway. Every week to three weeks, I would be living there for Research in Motion Blackberry because I was the Rockberry representative, one of two for Wall Street and the law firm. So I had clients and colleagues who were there. And I was also the representative as part of the DOD team at the Pentagon. And so I'm probably one of the few people like Michael Jaco has had me on his show say uh, that has literally stood at ground zero while rescue efforts were going on. And 72 hours later, being at the Pentagon, witnessing the missile hit, the size of it, we already have the emails and having seen personally myself the emails of the missile hit and they dropped the three World Trade Center towers and I've been 18 stories below it. And I bring that up to the audience so you understand that we have seen and experienced throughout our separate individual careers in our lifetime here, Norman and I, that this continues to rain upon humanity right now. And as I said, they will fight tooth and nail to exterminate you which is why we need to stand up peacefully and stop it and take all weapons of warfare on our side, information, spiritual prayer, lawfare, economically standing up a billion people for 24 hours on September 20. That brings the cabal system that sucks your soul, time and energy and money. It takes them to a halt. It's incredible. What are your thoughts, Norman? I agree. I agree. Uh, we've got to stand together, not comply, not comply with any of these things. Anything that uh, violates the Bill of Rights or the American Constitution shall not stand. Yep. Now, if there are any law enforcement or public health officials or nurses or doctors or, you know, security guards at airports, or people standing out of a grocery market like a Safeway or a Whole Foods in Canada or the United States, Norman, and that mask mandate, which is already rolled out, and they're rolling it out again, Aurelia Hospital in Ontario, Kaiser Permanente in the States, the FAA and the TSA have already declared, we don't know why, but they're coming back mid-September. If anybody is standing there and tells you to put on a mask, Norman, what would you say an individual should respond to and how they should respond, number one. And number two, what should they do to that person from a lawful standpoint? Well, no, I, I never wore a mask once, not for five seconds. I never wore a mask. I got hassled everywhere I went. I just refused, just refused. And just remember you are sovereign no one can touch you without your consent. And if you have to defend yourself, then you'll defend yourself. 
end of story. I, I was, <laughs> I've had guys half my age uh, say, you know, <laughs> one guy said, let's step outside. I said, uh, you mean you want to actually have fisticuffs? I said, wouldn't that break the six foot rule? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know, the, these people are crazy. Uh, and the stuff that they can make people comply with is just, it's crazy. But just refuse. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, I, I, um, I drive a, a Jaguar and uh, I, I couldn't find anywhere to park at Ottawa City Hall. And so I parked at the electric charging station. And uh, I came back from whatever I was doing, and there's a cop and two bylaw officers. And the cop says, is this your car? And I said, yeah. He says, well, it's obviously not not an electric car. It's a supercharged Jaguar. I said, he says, I'm going to have to give you a ticket. I said, you can't give me a ticket. My car identifies as electric. (laughs) And he looked at me, he says, I can't give you a ticket. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, play their own game back at them. And if worse comes to it, you reference your unalienable rights and you turn the camera on your phone and you let them know that you are serving them lawful notice of violation against your consent, which includes not civil, but criminal charges. And they don't have to be anybody even more than somebody crossing the street being a crossing guard who might harass your children on their way to a school and once you put it up in their face like norman shared on what on our other show when he went to parliament hill and the head of the parliamentary police came out and she said with her book these are all the laws you violated you can't put these tents here for the freedom convoy he goes yes i can now i'm in charge and she went okay that's what it takes that's yeah. right. That's all it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all it takes. That's all it takes. In our in our final closing moments here, Norman, and uh, we have your website up for GoFundMe because this GoFundMe, by the way, folks, has been up since before the Freedom Convoy, where you know Norman again out of work, persecuted and prosecuted by force from the unions, and not paid, and lost his house and lost his marriage as well as living in pain and went out and saved somebody. He's had this website up since then to go after the head of the snake, Trudeau, and everybody else. So it's a GoFundMe page. So donate and help him to the cause as well here. Norman, coming up on September 20th is the March for Children in Ottawa. Why don't we expand on why that's so important and then why a billion people? In your words, people hear it from you you know, kind of like an unidentified commander-in-chief of people in Canada, if you will, hear from you why that's so important for people to stand up to do something peacefully and connect around the world. Because we've got to do this for the generations that come after us. It's so important. Now, one of the laws I bought was the Municipal Act, the Ontario Municipal Act. And I bought that with another person that I work with, and we bought it because Section 17 of the Ontario Municipal Act, you can look it up, Section 17, municipalities are not authorized to levy taxes. They're not authorized to borrow money. 
they're not authorized to lend money, and they're not authorized to go bankrupt. It's right there, Section 17. Now, they could, because they're service corporations, they could give us a bill and say, here's what the fire department costs, here's what police and sanitation costs. They don't want to do that because then they'd have to itemize everything. Instead, they want to do a tax. So, uh, oh, yeah, we'll spend $500,000 on Drag Queen Story Hour in the city library. Now, they are grooming our children, and they, they're actually uh, abusing our children by having people bring these young children to see naked men tell a story, some kind of perverted story, and that's where the tax money's going. So on the 20th, I plan on telling as many people as show up in Ottawa and show them Section 17 of the Ontario Municipal Act, which clearly states, it's in black and white, they are not authorized to levy taxes. So if you're paying taxes, one, you're breaking the Ontario Municipal Act, you're breaking the law, and two, you are endorsing and supporting pedophilia and child grooming. And if one person doesn't pay this, property, so-called property tax, they're in trouble. If 10,000 people don't pay their property tax, the city's in trouble. So that will be the, my goal on the 20th. And that's one very real concrete way that we can help these children by withdrawing our consent. Because by paying that property tax, you are consenting to drag queen story hour. Directly directly funding the enemy and the pedophiles. That's correct. Incredible. So let's do it. Let's get her done. Absolutely. And by the way, this has uh, been verified in the United States. It's the same for the Americans. And this has also been verified in Australia. Same for Australia. And it's also been verified in the UK and Ireland. So this isn't just a Canadian issue. This is a global issue. And I would imagine if we continue to look at other countries and have those patriots there stand up and look at that and say, yes, your tax money is directly going to fund pedophiles attacking, arresting, raping, and kidnapping the children from you, 100%. And that's why marching and coming together in celebration to stand in solidarity to save the children on September 20 worldwide is so important. So look around to grassroots organizations. If you're in and around Ottawa or you want to fly to Ottawa and join, at the very least, you're going to have Norman Traversy and Josh Alexander there leading, speaking. Go meet them. Norman can't walk down the street in Ottawa right now with people, without people pulling him over and taking selfies. It's so amazing. And this is yeah, what it's, it's, been. it's been on the right side of history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's been awesome. And remember, not just being in solidarity we've got a network networking is so important yeah yeah why as we find as we tie off here what are the two or three important things you feel people should do from a networking standpoint right now uh network with your local people i'm sure wherever you are in the world there will be organizations a lot of these uh, organizations are under the radar but we can get things done. Uh, I never thought I would have a team of lawyers. I've got investigators, like professional investigators. Uh, when 
uh, the convoy was taking place, I had a bodyguard, a professional bodyguard who had volunteered to protect me. I had a personal assistant who was volunteering to help me. And every day uh, when I went home at the end of the night during the convoy, she was cleaning the bathrooms in the hotel, volunteering. It, it was just amazing, and it was showing that convoy was organic. Uh, a lot of it, like it did start with the Canadian Truckers Association, but then it grew organically. Hey, let's get Pat King on this. Hey, Pat King knows Norman. He's in Ottawa. Let's get Norman doing this. Let's get these other two people, these other women doing it. And it was just organic. And we had this woman who was doing the logistics. She was in charge of feeding a, a city, basically, and getting the cooks and getting everything ready. And, you know, we just respected her authority. Okay, you're in charge of that. And we respected her authority. And we had someone in charge of uh, paramedics. We had licensed paramedics. But the person was in charge. They, everyone acknowledged that so-and-so was in charge of the paramedics. And we all worked together. We didn't have uh, anybody bumping heads. There were no power issues. You know, I ended up being a gopher. Hey, Norman, go buy as many uh, reflective vests as you can find. Or, uh, you know, things like that. And I, because I was no longer in charge and uh, because more qualified people were in charge. It worked just beautifully. And I, I think they're going to call it the Canadian, Canadian model. That I remember when the Brazilians were doing their convoy, I was getting calls from Brazil. Wow. How do we do this? How do we do that? And I actually uh, put the Brazilians in touch with that American major general. And he was telling them how to dispose their trucks and how to put them around the city without blocking the emergency services and, and without getting, uh, what do you call it, kettling, which is a tactic used against us uh, during the convoy. And it was just amazing that someone like me, an old firefighter, can pick up the phone and put an American major general in touch with the convoy in Brazil. Amazing. It's just an awesome time to be alive. It really is. And to uh, Major General Paul Vallely, thank you, sir, for your team and for your humanity and your service as well. Norman, thank you. We're going to go right now over to the page. Once again, please donate to Norman because none of us are paid to bring this truth this message out to organize to help people everybody it's volunteer and again it's volunteering for humanity i saw it at the small level when i was activated for ice storm 98 out in cornwall and kingston ontario and you see the loving outpouring of humanity we're seeing it worldwide from dutch farmers all across down to our beautiful patriots in brazil and across the nation now we're going to do it for 24 hours around the world September 20, Vermont Stands Up is in. Australia One Party, Ricardo Bossi is in. Stop the Rot Sack a lot in Australia. Dave Guru Graham is in. That whole organization. Let's get a lot more organizations in. Michael Jaco, former Seal Team 6 CIA legend as well, is in. Lee Dundas, Freedom Fighters Nation, best friends of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Tom Renz. She's in. 
Dr. Jan Halpert personally said to me in the open on the recording on our Twitter space, she is in. Folks, this is a worldwide movement. Stand on the right side and let's do it for the kids. God bless you all and God bless you, Norman, and everybody watching this. Thank you. We have an amazing I just know that they will absolutely stand up, share this, and get involved as well if they aren't already. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. And uh, look forward to the next few days. We'll uh, we'll come back and hopefully that'll be a show with uh, yourself, myself, Michael, and and hopefully, you know, God willingly, uh, 107 as well. Well, God bless you all, and let's get her done. Absolutely. Get her done. Love it. All right, everybody. Cheers. God bless. We'll see you soon. And donate and help out Norm. Cheers. If you are looking for groundbreaking nutritional products, which revolutionize the way your body operates, you have to check out this cutting edge, American-made, all-natural wellness brand. Root the Trinity Pack from GetRootNow.com is a game changer. Let me show you. Zero In is the world's first quantumceutical, an all-natural adaptogenic nootropic, which skyrockets your clarity and creativity. Professional athletes have reported over a 40% increase in their performance in only 90 days. Restore is a supplement that completely restores your gut health, optimizes your true brain, helping you tap into quantum consciousness, also known as the God Mind, all together with Clean Slate, which gently wipes out harmful heavy metals from your body, gently evacuating toxins, including graphene oxide. Trinity Pack from Root Altogether helps you increase your performance, longevity, deep sleep, and have a far greater quality of life. Register now at GetRootNow.com to grab your Trinity Pack. Then hit subscribe and save to get $15 back every month. Trinity Pack has also received the gold standard, a worldwide BSCG approval, allowing those in the military to first responders to the NFL, PGA, NBA, FIFA World Cup soccer, and more. Feel assured it is indeed all natural and drug-free. Trinity Pack even comes with a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. So when you grab your Trinity at GetRootNow.com, you can feel good knowing it's endorsed by Tier 1 Special Operations Warriors to lightworkers, benevolent healthcare heroes, professional athletes, and Olympians detoxing their systems and unleashing their greatest self from across the globe. You can also get rewarded for being part of the Root community. See you there!